Why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Welcome to the Reasonable Voices talk radio show. I have a special guest today. You know how I like to mingle history, politics, and the arts, because I think the arts are the glue that hold us all together. Today, my guest is singer-songwriter Mark Scabilia. I should have asked you before I went on. Did I get your last name correct? You know what? I think that's like, it's definitely been done much worse by (laughs) telemarketers and uh, ex-girlfriends, but basically... That's that's it. It's a saucy sometimes if you want. Scabilia is fine, but Scabilia is great too. Okay, I will stick with what I know. How's that? Anyway, right. thank you, Mark. Mark Scabilia, as you can see, has a sense of humor, is a real down-to-earth guy, as well as being an incredibly talented singer-songwriter, born and raised in Buffalo, New York, currently yep. based in East, East Nashville, Tennessee, yes? Well, I was until, yeah, about uh, seven months ago, I got an apartment in New York City, so I'm in Manhattan right now. All right. Uh, whereabouts? I don't want people to, you know, stalk you or anything, but I lived in the Upper West Side for many years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sounds good then. All right, well, we have lots to talk about. So, let's start with your family. How's that? You don't have to talk about your birth, but at 10 years old, you were living in a musical family, and how that kind of spurred you to take off on your own. Yeah my, grand, my, yeah, my grandfather was a bass player, band director. He had his own orchestra in Buffalo, and he played, but he was also a barber full time, so he cut air during the day, and then at night he would do gigs, and um, it was like, uh, you know, in the Buffalo, kind of Niagara Falls area, um, and so music was like a big part of our family. A wow. lot of my family plays music, you know, even if you were to go on Facebook and look up our last name, there's so many people that are, they're either classical pianists or cops strangely enough <laughs> um, they're kind of the two family professions but uh yeah my grandfather gave it a lot of that to us and my dad was a musician um but he also worked for a drumstick manufacturing company uh called regal tip and invented the nylon polymer drumstick and uh, as well as promoting shows and so there was a kind of always music always people kind of coming in and out of the house and I definitely fell in love with it from a young age. Like I, you know, I from the time I was, I had like kind of some of my first conscious thoughts. It was like, this is what I will, mm. this is what I will do. And uh, you know, for better or worse, because obviously, 
you know, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful, music's a beautiful thing, but, uh, you know, it, it was definitely all encompassing in so many ways. You know, when I, I have a similar story, when I was uh, in elementary school, uh, I, I could sing, and um, and, and a, a quick story to that before that story is that I cried when the chorus director moved me from the sopranos to the altos. Uh, <laughs> yes, I know you know yeah. what's coming because you know I I could sing. I wanted the melody, and he explained to me not that he stopped my tears in the sixth grade, but he explained to me well I need a strong voice to cover you know to carry the alto section or whatever. But yeah. um, but I <laughs> yeah. but I did in elementary school uh, like you decided I knew what I wanted to be and and I've been being it ever since and just like you so great that's great so that's awesome yeah so um, kindred spirits and all that so musical family and and we want to talk by the way <laughs> the reason I asked Mark to be on the show he's about to launch or drop as they say a brand new single called wildest dreams and we're going to talk a lot about that but uh, maybe primarily in the second segment but now I I, I just want us all to know more about Mark and family and his roots and his professional career. I mean, uh, you've been, uh, what, uh, streaming with Spotify and national headlining tours, uh, opening spots with uh, Zach Brown Band and James Bay and Galvin uh, DeGraw uh, and, uh, and, of course, collaborating with um, the international powerhouse DJ, producer Robin Schultz. Tell us about that, because I know you've been on the Today Show, and now we're getting. Tell us about. Tell us everything, Mark. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been doing this for a while, um, and you know, I, I mean, I moved to Nashville when I was eighteen. I was like living in a drum closet of a studio because it was so poor. Mm. Um, I was, you know, putting, putting to, uh, putting together pieces of bread and ketchup and pickles in between to been imagine there, that, that. It was a, <laughs> that it was a burger. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've been I've had a lot of great uh, things that I've been blessed with, and it's been awesome. And I mean, I've just been doing it, yeah, since I was 18. So I've been at this a while. And um, you know, most recently, I started releasing, doing more releases on my own independently, and that's been a lot of fun because it's been fun to see what people do when you give them music that they like. You know, mm. that's not super curated by you know a staff of people when it's just something that you really like, and so. I started doing that about two and a half years ago, three years ago, and it's been fun to watch my Spotify audience grow from, you know, a couple hundred thousand to, you know, 300 or 3 million monthly listeners, you know, at, at one point in time. And it's like, it's fun to, yeah, it's just fun to kind of be a little bit more direct to the audience. And, um, and what's most important to me, I think at this point is really saying something that I want to say mm. and, you know, something that tells my story not really, I mean, I'm sure it is egotistical in some way, but also I feel like a lot of times when you, uh, when, when you tell your own stories most personally as you can, strangely, that's what people resonate with yes. the most. It's when you speak in platitudes and, you know, generalities, people don't really, you know, they don't really connect, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, which is strange. You wouldn't think that just by inferring it from the outside. But you, you know, and I think that reminds me that you are certainly known for, uh, how shall I say, carving out your own path in the music world. And I'd like to give it as an example of that, if I may, and then you correct me Please. or not as you feel. 
the official, for instance, the official unforgettable video, um, yeah. it. It it's not it's not what you might expect when you see a title unforgettable and it's you think it's you know the face of a woman you love and so forth and I mean there's that but it really kind of uh, throws a bit of cold water in the face of some of the norms and expectations that we've grown used to expecting let's put it that way what what are your thoughts I assume that I, well I know it was intentional <laughs> that that particular video yes. Now you know I actually you know I I I, uh, I love to take credit when I can but that was that that video solely belongs to my uh, the idea and concept belongs to my German friends uh, uh-huh. that I collaborated with on that song <laughs> and I thought it was a great idea I was supposed to be in the video but we we I was on tour at the time and they were shooting the video in somewhere in uh, Portugal I think uh-huh. um, or maybe even somewhere uh, some 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 tiny. I was flying into some crazy tiny airport and I was on tour and we literally did it where it was like when we did all the flights and all the time and the math of the time, it was like, okay, there's going to be 30 minutes to catch your flight going there. And there's going to be 30 minutes to, to get your flight to come back here to play the next show. So it was literally, so I was supposed to be in the video, but no, that was really, that belonged to the Germans. But yeah, I mean, even that story, that song I wrote in Ireland, um, I started my own, it was a night out with some friends and, um yeah i mean it's you know these are all like yeah these are all in some senses you know based on true stories of you know in some ways mm-hmm. from, yeah. in some ways yes we'll leave it at that but i mean yeah. it it is an amazing song and lyric and and when it's juxtaposed on your german friends video idea or concept i think it's it really it it jars us and entertains us all at the same time yeah what do you think? Great. I love that. <laughs> well, I did too. So, uh, I think, but there are other stories like that. I mean, uh, well, tell us more about your uh, your working relationship with Robin Schultz. Yeah, basically, I, you know, I wrote this song, Unforgettable, and uh, I was going to put it out, but it, it got sent around uh, through, I can't remember exactly what record label started sending it around, but a, a great manager, uh, the stud manager, Robin, heard the song. And he basically, you know, got, he basically reached out to me and he happened to be in Nashville. And so I met with him oh. and we just began a friendship and he, um, he, uh, uh, just took the song and ran with it. And so it really opened up a great whole new world for me and what I do, because, you know, to go and be playing arenas in Europe and, you know, we did like a stadium in Mexico city. Yeah. It's like really fun and a whole different a whole different thing than what I, you know, originally set out to do. I'm really a singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. And so to go and be able to play, um, this type of music and really enjoy it as well as been a whole nother chapter and a whole nother, yeah, a whole nother piece to what I do. You're also a pianist, aren't you? I was originally, that's what I originally did. That was like my oh. first thing, my first love. Um, and so I, I like guitar because it's like quite convenient, but definitely like, I can like, you know, rip out a song on a piano live like mm-hmm. i love doing that it's mm-hmm. really fun and you know for for those of us who don't quite know all that you do and how it gets done i mean yeah. launching songs getting them produced getting them out there getting people to i mean all artists have challenges but i think composers who also perform their work can run into some strong hurdles it sounds like your career has avoided some of them, but not all of them. But to get that first break 
Uh, is that how you describe uh, Unforgettable? Was that your first break or Untamed? That was definitely a great thing. That was definitely a great thing. I would say, like, I mean, my career has not necessarily been one large moment as many, as much as it's been a lot of, like, you know, kind of addable, smaller moments that mm. have added up into, you know, having a career in the music business, which is really hard. I mean, I can walk down the street and never be stopped by yeah. anyone. Yes. But I have a great life and... You know, I, I, I have a house in Nashville and a studio there, and I, I've spent a lot of time in New York City. It's like, and I get to go all over the world and play music. So it's like, I have a really wonderful life. Of course, like, I want to keep growing what I do. I'd love to play arenas all over the world, mm. um, uh, you know, as an American singer-songwriter. But, uh, but um, yeah, I think for me, it's just been like, what? how do you put the next foot in front of the other foot? Mm-hmm. And that's a challenging thing to do, because it's kind of like a quite a mental a mental um, hurdle, you know, constantly mm-hmm. uh, of always self-doubt and questioning, you know, am I good at this? You know, is anyone going to like this? But I found that the answer generally is, you know, if you have a decent amount of fear about what it is you're doing, yes. you're prob- probably going in the right direction. Yes, I agree. I and, have and, to if it, and if it feels like, you know, if it feels like totally pasteurized or homogenized, mm. then it's like people probably... People probably won't care that much. Exactly. So, so you are. I, I know we're sticking a lot with unforgettable, but uh, but it's something to have to go to be in another country. Now, in operatic world, which is what I'm used to more, it's not unusual to bring in talent from all over the world, export import to and from America to Europe, etc., and the Far East. But to be an American singer and songwriter and have your song, Unforgettable, uh, as the number one on German radio and iTunes charts in Germany and so forth. Is that what caught the Today Show's eye? Um, so that was that, that was actually pre, that was before um, Unforgettable uh, came out. So that was a, um, you know, that actually was be- before that. Uh, but that was just, yeah, me putting out music and that was definitely more singer-songwriter. Uh, uh, was that an answer about how you got on the Today Show? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that was less that was because Unforgettable actually happened. Gotcha. Um, after that, yeah. Okay. That was I performed a song called How Bad We Need Each Other, which was. Oh yes. Yeah. So yeah. So how bad since you've gone to that? How bad we need each other? And that was like 2012 in Nashville. Yeah, I put out the original version of that in 2012, and it got on this TV show and. You know, people got really excited about it, and then, um, and then uh, it was re-released by Capitol Records, uh, and that's when we ended up doing today show. I think it was like around 2015 or 16. I can't really remember. It's all blurring together at this <laughs> yes, point. Yes, but it's all fun, and it's moving in the right direction, as you say. Up. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. I think yeah. For me, it's like you know, it's hard to remember all that stuff in the past. I've really, I've, I. You know, I actually don't like looking back because I generally, I don't hate what I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. I actually, I really, I, I like what I make and I, you know, I try and like value it for what it was, but always looking forward. And for me, it's like, right now it's like really all about, you know, the next release, which is, you know, obviously this, uh, what's the, this Friday with the wildest dreams. Uh-huh. And for me, it's like that, you know, that music is most relevant to me right now because I went so hard for two years of writing and recording and touring all over the world that I, I had to take a little bit of a break. And so I moved to New York city and, um, I took that break. And then after about four months of just walking around and doing nothing, 
um, I, uh, I basically, uh, well, I say doing nothing. I mean, just making friends and hearing people's stories and really trying to absorb. Um, I start writing again and, you know, while the streams is really about, you know, kind of living in that place, you know, it's like, yes. uh, it's, you know, it, like my apartment in New York, it has these three huge windows mm. and we're on the second floor and, uh, and you look up and you can see this penthouse suite that probably costs, you know, 30, 30, $40,000 a month to rent. It's yes. insane. And, uh, and I wrote that song one night where it was like, I was just thinking about, um, how it's so easy to just basically spend your whole life looking up at the penthouse suite mm. and not, and not realize that you're like kind of in the middle of a, you know, this beautiful thing called your own life. Yes. yes. And, uh, I'm not saying everyone's life's beautiful or that there's not a lot to complain about or have misery about, but there's, you know, there certainly are good things, at least in my own life and I can easily see through them. Uh, and so that's really what that song is about. Wildest dreams. All right, we're going to um, we're going to take a short break. I do want to ask about the video with the dogs, biscuits, <laughs> and uh, Fox oh, yeah. TV show Bones. But we will spend the bulk of our time in segment two on Mark Skibilia's uh, new song "Wildest Dreams." Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now, singer-songwriter Mark Skibilia singing his "Summer Clothes." I found your summer clothes in a closet yesterday I can give them all away unless you wear them My memory ain't the best One more time, what's your address? They should get there by the end of this week or the next I've been thinking about you Funny how that goes Looking for my winter jacket I found your summer clothes Summer clothes in a closet yesterday But I really called to say hello Sure was good talking to you I let you off the phone Put on my winter jacket And send your summer clothes 
Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices Talk Radio Show. My guest today, singer-songwriter Mark Scabilia, whose music is traveling around the world. And uh, from Buffalo, raised and born in Buffalo, New York, to a musical family, and has uh, moved onward and upward with amazing songs, touching lyrics that carve his path in music in a very special, as an individualized, personal POV. You would agree with that, uh, Mark? I love it. Okay. (laughs) All right. Before we concentrate on his new single dropping this week, Wildest Dreams, I promise you we're going to talk about that, but I saw a video of How Bad We Need Each Other, also composed and sung by our guest today. And uh, Mark, there was a, there's a video, and bec- and I, I want to talk about this because I did the same thing with a dog of mine without so many uh, dog biscuits, but, but I trained him to do that and to play dead and to wake up. And when I told him, well, it was crazy. Anyway, so tell me about that and, and Fox uh, TV show, Bones. Yeah, I mean that dog. That's a good dog, you know. Yes. Actually, he's in, he's in Nashville right now with a buddy of mine because uh, the apartment's super small in New York. But uh, I'm gonna go back you know, in the winter and spend, hang out with him. But yeah, it's a good dog, you know. Yes. I I don't know if it's I don't know I don't know that I can be attributed much to it. You know, some dogs just get the tricks easier. So uh, yes. just keep, <laughs> keep stacking the treats on and you see how see how far you can take it. You know. Yes. So yeah, it's it's all good. Yeah, and that song was used in the show called Bones, which is on Fox. I actually don't have a TV, and I don't watch TV, so I don't know if it's still on or what. But mm. you know, they were kind of kind enough to use it, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm I've been really thankful that a lot of my songs have been used in a lot of different TV shows and um uh and different uh things like that. So sure. yeah, it's been cool. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, one thing I, one of your songs I really love is On the Way. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, I just find, I find it so moving. Just give us a couple of words on that. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, that song is just kind of about adventure and, uh, you know, kind of setting out on a journey and, and uh, you know, not being so concerned with the destination. You know, it's just kind of really actually a fun summer song. Yes. Did it, and then Chrysler picked it up for their summer campaign last year. And so, I was on TV all summer and, you know, I write a lot of music and a lot of music that ends up getting recorded and produced that I do that, I, you know, never gets released, but that just happened to be one of those ones of really many that, you know, it kind of lined up with a brand. And so we used it in that moment and it was really awesome. Well, it works for me, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more, you know, uh, it, the, it's the journey. It's not the destination. Yeah. And when we get that, as you did, by the way, I, I think is fair to say with Wildest Dreams, as you described in the last segment of being able to to look at something magnificent and beautiful physically within your reach, but at the same time to realize the journey to that is the wonderful life we have now. Tell us more yeah. about Wildest Dreams. Man, you just said it. That's great. Um, yeah, I wrote that song... Uh, a couple months ago and yeah i mean just being in new york you know there's some there's a million different stories here it's so insane Mm. um you know if if i'm ever getting if i ever get a little bit of a writer's block i you know i walk out of my apartment i'm in the west i'm in the west village i walk out of my apartment and i grab a coffee and then i you know i'll go another block and 
you know, maybe if, you know, if I have a buddy, if it's a weekend, one of my buddies selling paintings on the corner, I just, honestly, I like talking to people. It's mm-hmm. probably my favorite thing to do. I actually didn't know I was an extrovert um, <laughs> until, yeah, I, I kind of recently realized. And I just love hearing people's stories. And so Wildest Dreams and a lot of the new music that I'm writing right now are just kind of stories that I'm, uh, or at least, you know, little pieces of stories that I'm picking up as I go. Mm. Uh, I just think people are really interesting. I, 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 I try to walk into a conversation and this is me at my best. So I'm really, you know, at my worst, it's exactly the opposite, but I, I'd like to walk into a conversation no matter who it is and realize I'm probably talking to someone a lot more interesting than me, no matter who it is. Um, so, yeah. Well, you know, when you start with that premise, that you don't need to be the smartest person in the room or the street corner. What you uh, that the, there is a possibility the people you you talk to on the streets, especially I've had experiences with this in New York City, and I lived in the West Village too for a while. But you you want to meet people who are at least as interesting, if not more so, than you. You want to hear their stories because that's what feeds you as a person and an artist. What do you think? Totally. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and there's so many interesting people here in the city, and especially, you know, people, my, some of my friends that grew up here, it's like, man, I grew up in a little, you know, middle-class neighborhood in the suburb of Buffalo. It's like, and that's awesome. I'm really thankful for the grant that I had, but man, I've just got so many cool friends here. And yes. It's been fun to, it's been fun to, you know, people are just so expressive here with how they, one of the weird things about the city is like, you, you, I think you either get swept away by it or mm. you really become yourself, which I think is what a lot of people end up, you know, becoming is like, you know, you kind of, you kind of put your stick in the ground or you, you know, it's like you, you really got to become yourself, whatever yes. that is. And or else you just be swept away by the tide of humanity. And, uh, I also find people to be very nice and interesting here. And I, I know people think like New Yorkers are, you know, tough or whatever, but, I actually think they're some of the nicest people maybe in the country. You know, I agree with you. I've always heard that, too, that New Yorkers, they don't even say excuse me. And I remember when someone said that to me, I said, listen, with all the people in New York City, if you said excuse me every time you bumped into one on the subway or whatever, you'd be saying excuse me all day. Uh, New Yorkers are wonderful. I mean, I've seen, um, well... I mean, everybody, I've seen so many wonderful things right on the streets of New York, including uh, people helping uh, old ladies across the street and whatever. And I always walked over to people who were clearly from out of town, looking at maps, trying to figure out everything, and said, can I help you, you know? Yeah, that actually happens a lot here, which is so cool. Exactly. It's it's such a great place. I mean, there's definitely, you definitely don't get the uh, kind of superficial kindness that you get and you know like mm-hmm. i was in des moines recently and actually they're super kind like down to their heart and their yes. bones it's not superficial but you that that you don't get here you don't get you know the kind of i even see it myself it's like you know i went back to nashville the other day and i was like there's a big line of people trying to get out of the airport and i like cut around that whole line so fast i was like this is so crazy mm-hmm. like people are just it's just a different pace that's happening here so like good people yes so what are your wildest dreams about new york city and you and songwriting uh, well, I'm just hoping to uh, release, you know, release this song uh, coming up here, and then release a couple more songs that I've been working on. Um, and honestly, just be inspired by the city. I end most of my nights at Small's Jazz Club, which is down the street from 
where I live and mm-hmm. um, I uh, you know I, I like to be there I like to take in the music there's a lot of different places that I like going and so really my my main goal here is to absorb as much as I can gotcha it's um, it's it, it is a place where uh, I, I know all too well walking sitting in a coffee shop or jazz club the old duplex I don't know if that's still there Directed I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. I, I think I just walked by it. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad with names, but I think I know the place you're talking about. Oh, well, that's great, because I, I directed a couple of things there, that and people have gone on to do wonderful, wonderful things. I even directed Joey Faye in a in a show there. But anyway, let's not digress. Right. But Wildest Dreams, give us a drop date and when we should be able to find it and where we can find it when it's out. And I'd like to proudly say you let me... Uh, already preview it and play it on a, a show that aired last week i believe it's it comes out i'm looking at my calendar because i don't have this stuff in my mind it comes out on the 26th mm-hmm. of october and uh yeah it's uh, it'll be on all like services spotify apple and all that stuff youtube so people can find it there and then i'm sure i'll be posting some live videos and stuff on my instagram so sure. those will be all available and how do we find you on social media facebook and so forth it's just my name so m-a-r-c and then SCI, Sibilia usually gets you close enough. SCI usually gets you close enough. So M-A-R-C, S-C-I-B-I-L-I-A. Okay. All right. Beautiful name, beautiful music and lyrics. So what's next for you? I mean, I know the focus now is on Wildest Dreams, but you say you're always looking forward to the next project and next creation. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, finish, I'm finishing a bunch of new songs here in New York. I'm also working with my friends in Europe uh, on some music as well. And uh, so that kind of spans the range from, you know, really singer-songwriter to much more pop. And, um, yeah, I'm just always, I'm always interested in, always interested in making the next thing and writing the next song. And, yeah. Yeah. And I know you like to carve your own path, but what sort of, how how would you classify uh, your songs. What genre do you think you? Yeah, I think in my heart I'm singer songwriter, but I really like pop music, so it's probably singer songwriter pop. Okay, all right, that's good for me. And and when you say um, you play acoustically, I I see that a lot. Is do you mean guitar or is, or is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay. I play acoustic guitar mostly at my shows, and then I'll throw in like a song or two on piano. Do you have a different response from people live than you get online, say? Uh, people really like, um, I think people really like, I don't know, people just really like seeing someone do something that's, you know, they like seeing someone do something like play and sing, you know, they just like that, you know, it's mm-hmm. always going to win in a live setting even better than it does on a recording, you know, it's so hard to beat that, exactly. that synergy of those two things happening at the same time. I don't even know how you compete with that, you know. Exactly. And I think it's always, it's wonderful when it becomes that two-way street. You, you, yeah. You're feeding on them and they're feeding on you. And all of a sudden there's this connection that you were describing earlier. When you really, yeah. really are saying something from your heart, you touch the souls of your audience. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Well, this has been uh, this has been grand. I don't want to go uh, quite yet. What are some of the other songs? I know we didn't have time to touch on all of them, but mention some of your other titles that we should be looking for. Well, I think probably you know the main one I'd say that I released uh, a couple um, probably about a year ago is called Summer Clothes. Oh yes. Uh, 
and that one um, is yeah, just kind of like about it's kind of about my hometown a little bit, but it's really about you know someone basically just coming up with an excuse to call someone that they miss, and so I put that out. It's very like singer songwriter, but I have like a pop uh, version as well, and then mm-hmm. I just put out the song Over You, which so much so much of these, it's like I've been making my way up to the north over the last year. A lot of those songs are really so influenced by the north, the northeast, uh-huh. which is where I'm. I mean, so they kind of tell those types of stories, you know, mentioning the things like Lake Erie and stuff like that. Have you ever been on uh, worked or out on the west coast at all, northwest in particular? I, I, I yeah, I'm there. I'm, I go there all the time. I yes. love it there. Some of my favorite stuff. I thought I knew that. Okay, so, yeah. so I asked. Well, I just. I think it's an absolute pleasure to to hear music that comes from comes from that inner voice and that and that you're so open to walking the streets and sitting in a jazz club or a coffee shop and allowing life and the world to uh to speak to you and then turning it into uh these beautiful songs and again I harp on the lyrics because I just feel like your lyrics are um, just nail us. We're not, you know, we think one thing and then you hit us, you give us a curve that we might frighten us a little bit initially, but then then we embrace it. I, I don't know. Like, uh, Love that. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate well, it. Oh, a- absolutely. I appreciate you and your work too. So remind us again, uh, the uh, Wildest Dreams, a new single, drops on October 26th and it will be everywhere on social media. Yes. Yep. 100% October 26th. Okay. All right then. I guess we better run and let you walk around Thanks New, so York, much. In New York City and come up with some more beautiful songs. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much, Mitchell. My pleasure. We've been talking to Mark Scabilia, singer, songwriter. You want to um, be on the lookout for his latest single, Wildest Dreams. Thank you so much, Mark, for being on the show. Awesome. Bye now. Take care. You too. And now a special preview of Wildest Dreams, a new single by Mark Scabilia. Pacing through the dark in this cold apartment I step out on the fire escape I look at where we are and where we started And where we'd like to be someday If this is as far as we get If this is as high as we go I will rest in peace But I won't fall asleep Cause it's better than my wildest dreams Nothing like the world that we once imagined But doesn't it look beautiful? And nothing lasts forever, so whatever happened I just wanted you to know If this is as far as we get If this is as high as we go I will rest in peace But I won't fall asleep Cause it's better than my wildest dreams Oh and I still don't 
Marcello Rolando, The Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Why bother to care about a trumped America? Why should Americans voting for the National Security Party care that Reagan's 1987 Intermediate-Range Nuclear Forces Treaty with Putin's predecessors is being blown off by a blowhard? Why bother with a president with no civilian or military government leadership experience texting while teetering on the financial shoulders of Fred Trump, Vladimir Putin, and Saudi Arabia's crown prince? Why would right-wing thought be bothered by giving a loose cannon, having the power to whimsically declare martial law, to coagulate their selective family values? Why should members of the working middle class care about why Republican members of Congress don't care when ultra-alt-right white supremacists armed with free will choose to fall in lockstep with a presidential cover-up, aping his laughable alternative facts? Democrats produce mobs, Republicans produce jobs. Right. When presidential history is replete with Taft's Little Brown Brothers, Hoover's Hoovervilles, lawlessness of Nixon's Watergate, Polk's Mexican War stealing Texas, Remember the Maine McKinley, LBJ's Phantom Vietnam Gulf of Tonkin, and, of course, the continuing residue of Bush-Cheney-Wolfowitz hubris. Why care if you can keep it? Why bother with protecting public lands when residents of Montana, North and South Dakota vote for a pretend savior who delivers unto corporate developers control of what Teddy Roosevelt bequeathed to all Americans, including the human beings from which we stole it? Why care about voter suppression in Walker's, Wisconsin, Cross Check Cobots, Kansas, and Kemp's, Georgia? Or GSA Emily Murphy lying to preserve, protect, and defend Trump making America his ATM again? Why should we bother challenging Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts, disabling Section 5 of the 1965 Voting Rights Act with, how about now? Why bother being indivisible against an administration celebrating presidential attempt to deny freedom of the press when Congress confirms in reaffirmation violence against women? Should we be bothered by American history from Native American reservations to slave auctions to kidnapping children from their parents crossing our border fleeing tactics too reminiscent of Guantanamo? 
While not a new normal for America, we are in an all-time new low, a darker place where self-imposed destruction flourishes when too many neighbors feel emboldened to call police on differences and too few Samaritans save a woman from a purse snatcher. Listen. No caravan of refugees crying out from the wilderness to our Statue of Liberty promise can vote in 2018 elections, and those telling such lies need, in every election, to be replaced with a new birth of all-inclusive freedom. For tyrants betraying America's economy, elections, or human life have no place in the home of the brave they've stained with their shame. Why bother getting in a huff over a state attorney ignoring a court order prohibiting purging Indiana's voter roll? Why risk caring about change without defining it with our lives, so the America that survived 60s assassinations, Kent State murders, and far too many acts of gun violence will emerge? until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream, exposing the art of the deal and its morally bankrupt landlord as a brazen fraud. Why should we care about fellow citizens falling victim to an anti-immigrant, anti-press misogynist, whose family breezes by on the wings of multiple conflicts of interest, secret finances, and self-aggrandizement anti-American foreign deals, aided and abetted by proud boys? Why care about Audit USA or how Republicans impact electoral process in Ohio, Nebraska, Illinois, and Nevada? When exactly is the best time to be bothered about assaults on America's rule of law being accessible to foreign governments adding 2018 insult to 2016 injury? When the serpent's temptation rises again to strike in defense of hate and fear, should we care that Republicans elected in 2016 or running in October 2018 choose to be the antithesis of our October 1962 administration? Why bother to confirm our active voter registration, stand in long lines to vote and transport others to the polls? Because when hostility is our first response, when African-American seniors traveling to vote are removed from their bus by a Jim Crow stand-in, when we celebrate our 397th year-old pilgrim myth by demanding reservation addresses for Native Americans. We bother to care because either the buck stops in Trump's pocket or with ballots cast by you and me. Thank you, and join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Music.